the Bible references us Christians as, as soldiers. Isn't that weird? Well, maybe Jesus wanted us to take up arms, right, against those in authority over us. Nah, no. No. Not at all. Well, then what would be the gain? What would be the importance of referencing believers as soldiers? Well, we ourselves are under authority, aren't we? We are under the authority of our commander-in-chief, who is Jesus Christ, the Lord, the King of kings. We are under his authority, and he says, go. And he gives us the commands. As a matter of fact, in Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus gives us the great commission, the great commandment, if you will. And he says to go into all the world and to do what? Preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations. So this is the command that our commander-in-chief gives us. And he says, I want you to go into all the world. Wherever you go, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. You see, Jesus was teaching his disciples and his followers how to obey God. And he wanted those people to teach other people, to teach other people, to teach other people how to please God, how to obey God how to interact with one another as brothers and sisters. All right? And we've spoken about this before. The Ten Commandments are such a part of Christianity, and some of those commandments teach us how to live for God. All right? Such things as, you shall have no other gods before me. All right? So some of those things teach us how to to live in obedience to God, and other things... Honor your father and your mother. You shall not steal. You shall not kill. Those things teach us how to live together with each other. So God is commanding us and teaching us how to live for him and how to live with each other. And so Jesus, while he is teaching his, the uh, disciples, the apostles and the followers, is teaching them how to obey everything that God has commanded them. And their job was to take that teaching, those commandments, and to spread it around. Do you know that the whole world has been affected by the teaching of Jesus Christ because of people taking it and one by one by one showing someone else the love of Christ Jesus? Not militantly, not forcefully, not in an angry way. No. We take the love of Christ that we have been shown, friends, 
that we didn't deserve, friends, and we take that and we spread it around per the commandment of Jesus Christ. And he closes that chapter and he says, and lo, I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. So Jesus is saying, as you go, as you obey what I'm telling you to do, as you go fulfill the command that I am giving you to go into all the world and make disciples and teaching them how to obey everything, he says, I'm going to be with you every step of the way. I'm not going to leave you alone. That's going to be difficult. It's not easy. Sometimes you are rejected because of your beliefs. Anybody ever been there? It's not comfortable. But Jesus says, I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. Well, we don't know what the end of the age is. All right. We don't know what that's really going to look like. We, we, can, we can read about some things in the Bible, and, and we can get a rough idea of what that's going to look like, but we really don't know. But either way, Jesus is saying, I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to be there with you. Would you turn with me to 2 Timothy <clears throat> Second Timothy chapter two, verses one through thirteen. I love the Bible. Have I told you that before? I hope you do. I I find that the Bible is applicable, and the Bible says it itself that the Bible, the Word of God, is is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. Speaking of a soldier. The Word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword, able to to pierce between bone and marrow, soul and, and spirit. The Word of God is effective. The Word of God shows us, friends, how to live. The Word of God shows us who God is. How can we obey a God when we don't know what he wants. How can we obey a God when we don't know what he says? Well, that's why we have the Bible. That's why knowing the Bible is so very important. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, just bear with me here a little bit. It says, you then... My son, so this is Paul talking to his protege, if you will, Timothy, a younger, uh, impressionable, passionate young man that is coming up in the ministry. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, Timothy was not actually Paul's son, right? He was, Paul was his mentor, in a sense, all right? Paul was teaching Timothy how to obey everything, and teaching Timothy to be a teacher of the Word of God. And so Paul says to him, you then, my son, 
in Christ. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and in the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses. Let's just stop there. All right. So Paul is saying to Timothy, Timothy, young man, up and coming in the ministry, you be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Okay. And he says, the things that you have heard me say and the things that you have seen me do, you put into practice in your life. So Paul is saying to him, I have been living out the example for you to follow. Follow me as I follow who? Christ. Timothy, follow me as I follow Christ. And friends, isn't that the model that we are shown and we are to be showing other people? Follow me as I follow Christ. You know, we have a, an amount of influence over people in, that are around us. All right? In some people's ears that we know, our words are big. You understand what I'm saying? All right? Our words stand out in people's ears. Okay? And so the things that we say, though they may not like them, some of them, all right, they kind of stand out. They stick there. Have you ever seen... A dandelion. Well, they're pretty prominent in these parts. (laughs) A dandelion grows very quickly, and as the flower of this dandelion, which we know to be bright yellow, and invades our lawns, Sorry. These dandelions, when they die, they get this rounded sort of sort of spherical sort of flower on there. And these flowers are so much fun because you can take and blow on them, right? And they just go, woo, they just go everywhere and anywhere. And they spread this disease. (laughs) They spread their kind all over the place, right? And wherever one of those little parachute-y looking things lands, you can be pretty sure that there's going to be a dandelion there. And it's going to do the same thing. Friends, isn't that the same with us? Isn't that an example of what we are to be? We're to be a bunch of dandelions. Ain't that what you always wanted to be? A dandelion. No, but it's a good example. (laughs) Yeah? Spread it around, man. Yeah? In the same way, Paul was telling Timothy, follow me, my son in Christ. As I follow Christ himself. Follow my example. Do what I have done. 
take the things that I've said to you and the things that I have demonstrated for you and apply them to your life. Let's continue. Verse 3. Well, let's continue with 2B here. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. So Paul is making a precedence here with Timothy, an important thing. He's, he's making a statement here. He's wanting Timothy to continue on with this. All right, And he's saying, the things you have heard me say, things you have seen me do, you, you are to take these things and entrust them. Well, what does that word entrust mean? It's to carefully give, right, to people that are qualified, to people that are trustworthy, to people that are faithful, so that they, in turn, can teach other people. You see, we're never meant to contain it. It's never meant to stay here. It's always meant to go out. We have a beautiful building. We have a beautiful building, and it serves us very well. But the Word of God is never meant to stay here, friends. And if it does, Alabama full gospel is in sin. Okay? If the Word of God stays here in this church and we don't speak it when we go out, then the members of Alabama full gospel are failing in their commands that they have been given. Okay? And so Paul is telling these things to Timothy, and he says in verse 3, Join with me in suffering like a good, what? Soldier. You see, a soldier is trained to obey his commanding officer regardless of the cost. A soldier is trained to fulfill his duties regardless of what the cost may be. Because you know why? Everyone is going to want to protect their lives. And if everyone protects their own life, then the goal is never accomplished. Because everyone turns and runs in fear. But if the soldier is trained to obey... Then when difficulty comes and they're scared to death, their reaction is to suck down that fear and to respond and fulfill their command. They are trained to respond and fulfill those orders that they have been given. Even if it means suffering. That's the big reason, friends, why we adore our veterans. That's why we hold them in high honor and respect. Because they have done what we have not. Okay? They have been trained to do these things. And whether or not they serve in an active duty or wartime or things like that, they have still been trained. Trust, trust that. They've been trained to do these things so that in wartime they can respond accordingly. No one 
serving as a soldier, in verse 4, gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. That is what's on their mind. That's what they have been trained to do, all right, to fulfill the commands that they have been given, to please the commanding officer. You see, sometimes as believers, we get involved and entangled, I like the way that this version puts that, entangled in civilian affairs. How often, friends, do we get sucked in to things that don't really matter and get entangled in them and they prevent us from fulfilling our God-given commands? Man, even as a strong Christian, we, we get entangled with these things, friends. And before you know it, we're here and we're there and God as a priority in our lives begins to get bumped off of the first rung, bumped down to the second rung, and pretty soon he's about number five. It's dangerous. It's not good for us. It's not good for the kingdom of God. It's not, for, it's not good for the church. It's not good at all. As a matter of fact, it's disobedience. It's sin. Sin is disobedience to God. It's dangerous, friends. God doesn't want that for us. You know, when we allow other things, when we allow ourselves to get entangled in things and they take priority over God's place in our lives and responding to Him... We suffer for those things. You do it once, the next time, it's easier to do. And pretty soon, you turn around and look back, and you can't even remember how you got to where you are from where you was. You follow me? Mm. In Revelation... One of the churches, do you remember in Revelation how the churches, different churches were called out, right? The church of Ephesus, the church of Laodicea. It was said to one of the churches, and I'd like to bring this up, remember the height from which you have fallen. And the Lord was talking to this church, he he says, You were on fire. You were doing so well. What happened? You have forsaken your first love. Well, who's the first love? My wife? Well, she right up there, but Jesus, yes. And he's saying to the church, he's saying, why have you, you, you've forsaken your first love. You found another love. You've allowed another love to come take his place. And he says, remember the height 
from which you, are, you have fallen. He says, you were up here and you fell down to here. You have forsaken your first love. You have forsaken. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. That's some serious stuff. You know, friends, we as believers need to be reminded that we have a responsibility as believers. We cannot just sit on our haunches, on our spiritual couches, so to speak. We can't just sit there and and recline in our spiritual lazy boys and let everybody else do the work. Friends, people are dying in their sin. People are dying in their sin, yeah, and they're going to hell. The Bible says this. Because of our laziness, because of our lack of commitment to the commands that we have been given, people are dying every day in their sin without knowing Jesus. That's our fault. We wonder why we see empty seats. I wonder what would happen if every Sunday we invited two people. Two people, that's it. Let's just say one of them came. I wonder what would happen. Not just here at Alabama, but the churches all across this world. What would happen? You see, we, we forget, don't we? Sometimes I, I, I mean to do something, and I forget about it. I forget to invite somebody. I forget to do a little bit of homework through the week so that come Sunday, there is some fruit from my efforts in bringing someone to church. Do you see? That's, that's our responsibility, friends. We are, the Bible says, rescuing those being led astray to hell. That's what we're doing. We're plucking people out of the darkness. You get that? And you have that power. You have that power to snatch people right out of darkness with the love of Christ Jesus. The world needs to know the love of Christ Jesus. The world has become a very argumentative place, has it not? It's become very divisive. It's become very polarized. We're at different ends of the spectrum, and we ain't even close to being in the middle someplace, meeting in the... No way, man. We're like over here and over here. But the love of Christ is a unifying, is a saving factor in the world. And friends, as we consider our own salvation, where would we be if someone had not reached out to us? Where would we be? Maybe it's through a family member. Maybe it was through a pastor. Maybe it was through 
I don't know, some TV program, all right? But we're, we all heard it from somewhere. I'm proud that you're here today. I'm honored and humbled to be your pastor. But friends, we've, we've got to fulfill our God-given command. Go and preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that God has commanded us. We should not, as soldiers of the cross, that's what we are. We are soldiers of the cross. We should not get entangled, caught up in, Things that are going to take our focus away from Christ. Okay? And I, I just want to say, that sounds fanatical, and in, in, in some ways it is, okay? All right? But listen, I am a fanatic for Jesus. Amen. I am. I am a fanatic for Jesus for a few reasons. One, because I don't deserve the love that he showed me. Okay? And I know people that need that same love. And so do you. May we pray together as the body of Christ that we would fulfill our God-given command to go into the world and make disciples. All right? And the focus is always on the cross. The focus is not on a denomination. The focus is not on a, a pastor. or a, The focus is the cross, friends. Amen. Because the cross, the cross is the thing. And that great love of Jesus, that changes people. That saves them. And that's what people need. Would you stand with me today? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. And Lord, we... We bow our hearts low before you today. And Father, we want to ask forgiveness for not fulfilling our duty as soldiers of the cross and showing people how to find Jesus. Help us, God, to do better. We need your help. We need you to remind us. Help us, Lord. Throughout the week, help us, God, to show people that love of Jesus. And as Paul was saying to Timothy, these things that you have heard me say, things you have seen me do, put them in practice into your life. Teach, teach these things to responsible people. Teach them to people that will keep that going. Teach them to people that will put these into practice. Help us, Lord, to do that. And help us to model 
the love and the forgiveness that we ourselves have been shown. These things we ask in your name. Amen.